You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring top. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and boy, do we have a good segment for you today. Trust me on that one. This is episode number 1097, making our way to 1,100 interviews. You know, whether it's by email, blog, or an article, everyone ends up doing some sort of writing in their professional field. If you're looking to improve your writing in an easy way, I've invited Peter Brennan to come here and share a bit about what he knows. He's written a book, ladies and gentlemen. It is titled, How to Write at Work. And so if you're watching us on the live video feed or you're seeing our YouTube channel, here's Peter's book. We're going to talk about it more. Peter, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's start. Why do you think writing is an important skill in the world of professionals professionals, and people who are non-writers for a living? Well, if say you're an architect or an engineer or a consultant and you need to write a proposal to convince other people to invest in you to, for maybe that million-dollar bid or, or you're a banker and you need to write that thing, you want to write it in a professional way that that uh, avoids the silly common mistakes that everyone seems to make and you want people to think you're intelligent. People don't want to invest in somebody who they think is dumb. When you say silly common mistakes, a two-part question. Yes. Could you give me an example of a couple? And two, in your opinion, why do we have these silly common mistakes in this day and age when we're an educated community? Well, writing, first off, writing super difficult. Never make it sound easy. I mean, I, I often write 1,000-word articles. Those 1,000-word articles are 1,000 words. Each of those words maybe have between 5 and 10 letters. So there's about uh, five to 10,000 ways to misspell things just to begin <laughs> okay. with. And then you have uh, each, there might be 50 sentences in there. There's uh, ways to botch each sentence. So you got 50 sentences, you know, you got tons of ways to make mistakes. So it's, it's never easy. What we do, what I strive for is 99% uh, error-free, I should okay. say. And so uh, everybody makes that mistake, even the most professional writers. I, I've seen Big mistakes in the New York Times, the Washington Post. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yes. Even the with top. these professional writers, editors, and all that. Oh, I see them all over the place. And but but I'm a I I've been trained and I know how to look for them over the years. Okay. And like one of the most common mistakes is losing the pronoun and like. And so say you have a pronoun of he she. Does that refer to the person immediately before that per before the pronoun, or sometimes it refers to somebody? Two or three per people before, okay. so you a, a writer will lose the pronoun. Uh, a second way is the the, the shift to tenses. Uh, you go from present to past, and it, it, you know finding in the same sentence or in the same in the same sentence, same oh my, paragraph. Oh uh, you know the same story, and people are not aware of it and the like. And so uh, that's that's a, another common mistake. And then there's a, the run-on sentence. People don't know where to stop. <laughs> And the like, they just keep going Go. on and on. It's like the battery, that you know, the rabbit that just doesn't stop. Guy, huh? yeah, and just... so, you know, those are three common mistakes that I see often. Okay, so I believe in content marketing as a way for small business, our community, to differentiate their brand, to put out information, consider themselves a media company. So having you here on the show, because your day job is a professional editor and writer for the Orange County Business Journal. You're here today to talk to us as an author of your book, How to Write at Work. But 
you make a living every day writing words. It's been amazing. Somebody's been paying me for 35 years to make sure the verbs agree with the nouns, you know, and the sentences are correct and the like. So it's, I'm, I've been blessed to do it, yes. Okay, so I don't want to sound like, like an old fogey, but do you think people are getting worse at writing? Or is it always been this way and it's just more prevalent now because of the written word so much more available relative to the Internet and websites and blog posts and... Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting way to look at it because, first off, you would think, okay, well, everybody's texting nowadays, and, of course, everybody does shorthand in texting, and nobody and the autocorrect does a terrible job sometimes. You, it puts words in there that you don't really mean to put in there, and all right. of a sudden you look, it looks really bad on your part. Like, and so in that sense, if people are used to texting without knowing uh, the correct way to do it, then, yes, their they're writing's getting bad. But also nowadays, there's more chances to write. You can... You know, it's much easier to write on the blog or on the Internet than, say, it used to be write a letter to the editor, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. I right. mean, those, those spaces were limited. Now it's, there's unlimited space to write. Uh-huh. And when you, as a professional, read someone else's work, maybe it's a book. I gave him a signed copy of Killing Cats Leads to Rats. He gave me a signed copy of How to Write at Work. So we're authors and we do that. When you're reading my book, if I have poor sentence structure, will that take away from your getting value out of my written word? Well, it's sort of like a roadblock. It's, um, say you're driving along a road and you hit a pothole. You think, oh, that kind of hurt. You know, right. it makes you stop. And okay. it makes you think, oh, let me look at that sentence again. What did the author really mean by that sentence and the like? And, and since I'm a writer, I think, oh, how would I have phrased that? Mm -hmm. I, I would have done it this way. Okay. Like, so. so it does. And, and, and I don't think it's just because you're a professional editor and writer. It's because you understand sentence structure and proper grammar, right? So you could be a... You could be a CEO of another company who's very well well versed in how to write. The same thing could happen for them as well. Is all I'm saying. Uh, yes. It doesn't have to just because of you because it's your prep profession. It could be anybody who understands. Hey, there's not supposed to be a semicolon in that spot, right? Everybody makes mistakes. The object is to limit those mistakes. Right. And so we're going to take a break here in about a minute. So I don't want to. I'm going to ask you the after the break if you can talk about the inspiration for why you took the time. In addition to writing everything else that you write for a living, find the time and make the time to write this book, How to Write at Work. Can we talk about that after the break? Uh, certainly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're uh, you're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I'm Richard Franzi, your host. This is Peter Brennan. He's our guest. He's an author. He's also the financial editor for the Orange County Business Journal. We're going to be right back to talk about his inspiration for writing the book after this word from me. <laughs> Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. We have a very interesting guest, Peter Brennan. He is the author of How to Write at Work, and we're going to be talking about his book in just a minute. But, you know, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, hundreds of guests, former guest websites whose CEO has been on our show, and the companies put the interview on their website. 
since, since we started this show in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through our live stream here on octalkradio.net, podcasts on the various platforms, as well as other social media channels. Simply type in Critical Mass Radio Show into your favorite podcasting software to find our weekly shows. All right, Peter, before we took the break, I was going to ask you, what was the inspiration for you to write this book? Well, I'm... There are two types of journalists. One is the journalist who's really good at grammar and a stickler, and those type of writer and journalists become editors generally. And there's the other journalist who goes out there and gets a story, gets a scoop. I was the guy who got the scoops. Okay. You know, my grammar wasn't the best, and uh, I grew up in Hawaii speaking the kind of pidgin English, you know. And so I had to learn uh, as we went along. I learned in college, of course, and then, you know, throughout my professional career, I would learn this or that and like and. And I've always would pick up grammar books trying to help myself. And I, I looked at these grammar books, and I realized they're written basically geared towards um, the person who wants to write the creative novel, the person who wants to write the next Moby Dick. Okay. You know, they're not geared towards somebody who has to write at work. There are a few books out there that are geared toward people who write at work, and I looked at them, and I could tell they weren't done by people who have done it for years like I have, and they weren't. And they didn't have a lot of the common sense techniques that I've learned along the way. And I thought to myself, well, I could, I could fill a niche here, you know, and tell people, here are some techniques I've learned along the way that will help you improve your writing. Okay. So these are real-world basic improvements that we can make by reading your book. That's correct. Your, one of your lines here on the cover says, better writing equals better pay. Yes. Uh, can you support that assertion, sir? I certainly can. Okay. Please do. Okay. If you... Um, Say you're you're um, you're going to invest a um, million or two million dollars in a project, kind of like, and you read the report by the person, and they the person who writes it can't tell the difference between good and well. He oh misses the commas. Uh, he has run-on sentences, and it's a sloppily written project. Would you invest a million or two million dollars in that project? No, you would Probably not. Probably would not. Right. And I'll tell you another case. When I was at uh, Pimco, I was a contract writer over there. At PIMCO, we had two portfolio managers who wrote an article, 750 words, and my colleague edited that article. And as usual, at PIMCO, they sent out the article to their uh, clients. And one of the clients liked the article very much and decided to invest $500 million based on that one article. Okay. Yes. So the written word is still compelling. It's still compelling, yes. When you write a story, you follow some type of structure that is entitled to make the reader want to read the entire story. Yes. Could you share, not necessarily what's in your book, but it's in your head as far as help the CEOs and business owners out there who I say should be writing content to educate their prospects and their customers. What's the right structure for a good story, even if that story is a blog post? Okay. First off... When you're writing, you should have in your mind how long you want to write. If you're writing an email, you should keep that email to under 200 words. You don't want a long story. If you're writing a blog, you want to keep it around 500 words. If you're writing an article or like a thought leadership, you want to keep it 750 to 1,000 words. If you're writing uh, a wonky white paper, you mm-hmm. keep it to 2,000 to 8,000 pa- uh, words. So you want to set up expectations for the reader. If you open an email and you see that email is 1,000 words long, do you want to read that email? No, no, I, no. no. Close it. So first off, you want to set expectations for what what to what's going there. And then the second thing you want to do is is be clear in your headline. 
I can't tell you how many poor headlines I see on press releases. It's like people don't want to announce the news. They want to hide the news, yeah. and you've got to figure out what's in there. Is that uh, called burying the lead? Yes, burying the lead, uh, whatever they may say, you know, but, I mean, why issue a press release if you're going to bury the lead? Right. You know, I call it prime real estate. You know, it's like you're building a house, beautiful view of your bay, and you put the toilet where the view is. You know, <laughs> you don't want to do that. You want to put big windows where the view is. Right. And like, so that's, those are, are two prime examples of, of, you can take away from me right now. So when you write an article, uh, unlike your book, are you hoping that somebody reads the entire article, or are you writing it knowing that some people may only read a certain portion? And if so, uh, do, does that influence how you write that story? Here's the, here's the key. Nobody ever reads every single article. I don't expect everybody to read every single article. My wife doesn't read any uh, all my articles, you know, <laughs> and like so my kids don't, you know, so my daughter doesn't. So it's important not to to have realistic expectations. That what that is why headlines are so important. They will tell the reader, "Do you want to read more about this? If you want to read more about this particular subject, here are some details." And the further you go, if you think it's a really long article, that article rather be uh, well written. And so on. When they get to the, uh, I don't expect them to read the whole thing. No. Okay, but you, you, if they read half of it or three quarters of it or even maybe a quarter of it, they're getting the essence of the news. I take it. Uh, certainly. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we have a few minutes left here, and we're talking with Peter Brennan. He is both a published author, and here is his book. For those of you that are watching us live, I'm holding it up right now. This is my copy. It's signed by him. So go get your own. Uh, we're going to talk about where you can get this book. And you, it says you're award-winning business journalist, and it also says quickly create great messages. Yes. Who did you write this for? I wrote this for people who who work for the architects, the engineers, the accountants, uh, the people in the STEM industry. Who, and um, frankly, let me tell you a little story. The STEM industry, of course, is uh, a science, technology, engineer, math, and the like, and. And all the universities are, are gearing towards those professions. And as a result, uh, they're all in there, and they're very um, attuned to that. They can build buildings. They can do all these fancy calculations, but they can't uh, make the, the verb-subject agreement work. Like So they have problems there. So that's who my audience is. And I'll tell you, I've had two CEOs tell me this in the past year. One was an uh, uh, engineering firm, and this guy's hired hundreds of engineers. And he leans across the table and tells me, you have a very important skill. And I said, really? Hmm. You can write. And I said, wow, I didn't think that, you know, that, that important for an engineering firm. But he said it, it, was, it was important for him because he needed an engineer who could write the successful proposals. And the same was a banker uh, who told me he, um, when he was teaching a, a class in finance at a local university, he would tell uh, the students, now, if you're getting another minor, don't get another subset of business or something. Go out there in the humanities and get English or something like that. Because his belief is that if you can uh, write well, you can think clearly. Mm. That's a sign of a good a good thinker who can think things through and figure things out. Wow, that's awesome. So, Peter Brennan, if someone would like to buy your book, where would you suggest they go to do such a thing? Amazon.com. Just type in my name and it should appear. Peter Brennan, How to Write at Work. And uh, it's available and, um, on uh, Kindle and hardcover. So how do you spell your last name? B-R-E-N-N-A-N. Like Walter Brennan. Or Are you related? Uh, oh, we're all related. We're all sure tell relatives, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, you know, or the CIA director, John Brennan, you know. Oh, hey, you awesome. Know, be careful. Power, powerful people. <laughs> he might be listening right now. We don't know. <laughs> so uh, I have like just 30 seconds left. Um, and so I... 
Did you, when you wrote this book, did you get in the zone? Was it easy for you to write this book? Was it, did you, I mean, did you sit down one afternoon and just bang it out? Or I mean, what was involved here, Peter Brennan? I did not sit down one afternoon and bang this out. I read a lot of books. And I, you know, I've read a lot of um, grammar books, so you don't have to read them. Okay. You know, I've read 600-page books, and I could go 20 pages on where to put a comma. And I'll tell you, man, that could get really <laughs> dreadful. Oh, my you know, God. You know, so. Really? Oh, yeah. It, it's, um, You're scaring me now. Uh, Give me my book back. There are so many grammar rules out there, and, and I, I, I touch on the most important ones. Okay. And there are. And there are important rules. Okay. Because maybe I'm thinking, after all this conversation, I'll just have you listen to my audio book versus reading my printed book. I, <laughs> I might might be better off that way. All right. And so your day job is Orange County Business Journal. Yes. Um, this is, We're live today, and people might listen to it as a podcast between now and next week. Are you excited about the story you're working on for next week's issue of the Orange County Business Journal? Uh, yes, I'm working on a story about uh, Ed Carpenter, who's uh, here in Irvine. He's probably the guru of startup banks in the United States. He's started up more banks than anybody else. Ed Carpenter. Yeah, Ed Carpenter. He's a builder of banks. Wow. Do you like that pun? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That will be the headline, I hope. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. We've got it on tape, baby. It will know when the paper comes out. Well, I'll be checking the Orange County Business Journal next week. So that'll be, let's see, it'll be dated what? Next week's paper will be dated May 7th. May 7th. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to this live, write that down. If this is a podcast and it hasn't been May 7th yet, Wait for the Orange County Business Journal because I'm sure you're all subscribers to it. Thank you for being a friend of the program. Oh, with much pleasure. And I've enjoyed this conversation. Congratulations on your book. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to call it a quits here for this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts, our producers without whom we could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. If you'd like to buy my latest book, Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions, check out Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.